All right, all right. I've been putting this off because I've got to do a disclosure here. I've always considered osteoporosis, I'm sorry, kind of boring. However, it is a vital part of what we do as gynecologists. Plus, America is an aging nation. Look at these numbers. By 2060, America's population of adults over the age of 65 is expected to double the current number to 98 million people. Aging increases the prevalence of low bone mass and microarchitectural deterioration of bone, resulting in osteoporosis. So we've got to know it and we've got to cover it. Let's take the update on osteoporosis now. Osteoporosis is a skeletal disorder characterized by reduced bone mineral density, or BMD, and overall bone mass. This results in damaged bone structure. Decreased density can occur when the body loses too much bone, makes too little bone, or both. As a result, there is a reduction in bone strength, which manifests clinically when bone fractures. Factors that contribute to skeletal fragility include aging, genetics, nutrition, vitamin and mineral deficiency, lifestyle choices, smoking history, hormone production, and even medications. To help define osteoporosis, the World Health Organization has characterized changes in BMD into four groups based on DEXA scanning. The first is a normal result. That's a T-score of plus 1 to minus 1. The next category is low bone mass called osteopenia. That is a T-score of minus 1 to minus 2.5. Osteoporosis is defined as a T-score from minus 2.5 to minus 3. And severe osteoporosis is a T-score of minus 2.5 or below plus a fragility fracture or a T-score of greater than or below minus 3.5 even in the absence of fracture. Once again, that's a clinical pearl. The World Health Organization divides T-scores into four different groups. Normal, osteopenia, osteoporosis, and severe osteoporosis. As a quick review, let's briefly cover the behavior of bone. Bone is an active tissue that constantly remodels itself in response to mechanical stress and hormonal changes. The process of bone remodeling begins with bone resorption, during which osteoclasts digest old bone. The next phase is reversal, where mononuclear cells appear on the bone surface. The final phase is formation, where osteoblasts lay down new bone until resorbed bone is completely replaced. The bone remodeling is regulated by numerous cytokines, including interleukin-1, 6, and 11. An imbalance in these factors results in poor bone remodeling, which is then seen on imaging as lower bone density. There are numerous screening guidelines for osteoporosis available from numerous expert groups, including the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force, the National Osteoporosis Foundation, and the American College of OBGYN. Most recommend BMD testing of the hip and or the spine. 
Here in the United States, most expert groups recommend BMD testing using DEXA for women aged 65 years and older, regardless of clinical risk factors. Recommendations on screening for women under the age of 65 and older men vary and are based on a variety of risk factors for bone loss and osteoporosis. For example, to screen women between the ages of 50 and 64, the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force recommends using a 10-year fracture risk threshold of 9.3%, bearing in mind certain clinical judgment issues. In addition, annual height measurement is recommended, preferably using a wall-mounted stadiometer. Biochemical markers of bone remodeling are available, and they are used clinically. However, their utility in the algorithm for BMD testing and screening for osteoporosis remains largely unknown. Now, once screening is initiated, there is a lack of evidence for the optimal interval for rescreening. However, the National Osteoporosis Foundation, in accordance with Medicare guidelines, recommends repeat BMD assessment every two years. Understanding the interval may change based on the clinical situation. All right, now remember, we're talking about screening with dual exon x-ray absorbentry, or DEXA. Quantitative sono of the calcaneus is an acceptable and more affordable alternative because it predicts fractures of the hip, spine, and the femoral neck equivalent to DEXA. But it's important to note that current diagnostic and treatment criteria for osteoporosis are based only on DEXA measurements. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Remember that prevention is always key. All postmenopausal women over the age of 50 should have counseling regarding prevention of osteoporosis. Early assessment of possible secondary causes and risk factors is also recommended. Lifestyles should be assessed and modifications made as appropriate. Vitamin D and calcium supplementation should be recommended because deficiencies in these are known risk factors for osteoporosis. If these values cannot be obtained through diet, then supplements should be given for these patients. Now, remember also that physical activity should be recommended for the prevention of progression of bone disease. Weight-bearing and muscle-strengthening exercise programs should be discussed with the goal of improving safe movement, maintaining bone strength, and increasing agility. The American Geriatric Society and the CDC recommend patients older than 65 with osteoporosis be screened for fall risk. Subsequently, steps should be taken to prevent falls. Both the assessment and the plan can be implemented through a clinical algorithm available online and through the National Osteoporosis Foundation. 
In terms of prevention, remember that vitamin D should be taken at 800 to 1,000 IUs daily, and that's for all individuals greater than 50. For women over the age of 50, calcium at 1,200 milligrams daily is the recommended dose. Now, for pharmacological treatment, first-line FDA-approved pharmacotherapy for osteoporosis typically includes oral bisphosphonates. Alendronate and residronate are first-choice bisphosphonates because of their efficacy in reducing vertebral and hip fractures and favorable cost. Again, that's alendronate and residronate. BMD monitoring is currently controversial with different societies not reaching a consensus. However, the National Osteoporosis Foundation recommends BMD monitoring every one to two years after initiating medical therapy and every two years thereafter. Oh, but in true medicine style, even that is controversial. Recent American College of Physicians literature recommends against monitoring during the first five years of treatment. Of note, this is a weak recommendation based on low-quality evidence. Accurate yearly height measurement is a critical determination of osteoporosis treatment efficacy. Patients who lose 2 centimeters or more in height, either acutely or cumulatively, should have a repeat vertebral imaging test to determine if new or additional vertebral fractures have occurred since the prior vertebral imaging test. Remember, as we get to the end of the podcast, another clinical pearl. When pharmacological treatments are assessed for efficacy, remember that fracture risk is assessed in three different categories, reduction of vertebral fracture, non-vertebral, and hip. Residronate does reduce or improve fracture risk at the vertebral area, non-vertebral, and at the hip. Similarly, alendronate improves fracture risk across the three areas. Again, that's vertebral, non-vertebral, and the hip. Raloxifene, however, does improve fracture risk at the vertebral area, but seems to have no effect on non-vertebral sites nor the hip. As far as calcium and vitamin D, again, that's a great prevention tool, but it's not considered therapy since it is uncertain if it reduces fracture risk at the vertebral, non-vertebral, or hip area alone. Lastly, menopausal hormone therapy is known to improve fracture risk in the vertebral area as well as the hip, but it's uncertain if menopausal hormone therapy alone reduces fracture risk in non-vertebral sites. Now, it's not over yet, because as we get to the end of the podcast, a last clinical pearl. While monotherapy, generally with bisphosphonates or other anti-resorptive agents, is generally the standard of care for osteoporosis, there's been new data and significant strides made with combination therapy, particularly pairing an anabolic drug with an anti-resorptive agent. In 2013, Leader et al. published a study that found that combining an anabolic agent like teriparatide, known as Forteo, with the anti-resorptive agent known as Prolia resulted in greater bone mineral density compared with using a single therapy. Furthermore, that same author group in 2015 in The Lancet published additional information, which was quite interesting. They found that patients who switched from the anabolic agent teriparatide, remember that's Forteo, to the anti-resorptive agent known as Prolia, had an 
increase in bone mineral density. However, if the patient switched first from prolia to forteo, the effect of the treatment was blunted. So it seems that the order of the medication actually matters if they're not taken in combination at the same time. This editorial was released in 2016 in the Journal of Bone and Mineral Research. Once again, according to the study published in The Lancet in 2015, if two different medications are going to be used in sequence, it seems that using an anabolic agent first and then switching to the anti-resorptive agent seems to result in better outcomes. Despite these studies, however, current opinion from medical experts still stands that most patients with osteoporosis can be treated with a single drug, but those with the highest risk of fracture, like patients with metabolic abnormalities, may benefit from specific combination therapy. Oh, but as the infomercials always say, but wait, there's more because the FDA has recently approved as of April the 9th, 2019, a new treatment for osteoporosis for postmenopausal women deemed at high risk of fracture. The FDA had just approved a new medication known as Evenity, that's E-V-E-N-I-T-Y. Evenity is the first and only bone builder with a unique dual effect that both increases bone formation and to a lesser extent reduces bone resorption or bone loss to rapidly reduce the risk of fracture. Now, a full course of Evenity therapy is 12 monthly dosages administered by a healthcare provider. Now, since osteoporosis is a chronic condition, continued therapy with an anti-resorptive agent should still be considered once Evenity therapy is completed. Once again, just when we think we've learned all the medicines, a new one comes on the scene. All right, we did it. We covered osteoporosis, both monotherapy and dual therapy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Clinical Pearls. We'll see you next time.